Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I am your host, as always, Alex Keel, alongside me, the insider of the insiders, Tyler Keel. Coffee didn't taste too good today. Well, that's because you suck at brewing coffee. It's just our coffee maker. Disgusting. I didn't get a new one. Actually, I haven't. You want to know why it's disgusting, Tyler? Because no. you don't clean it. See, that's why my other one was fine, because they said, don't wash this one, don't. Don't machine wash it. You can machine wash your coffee pots, by the Dude, way. Dude, you don't need to machine wash your coffee pots. All you need to do is take some water, take some vinegar, run it vinegar? through. Vinegar? Yes. What can you to clean it out. Vinegar in your coffee? Run it, run it through the filter and such, and then wash like out the pot. Eggs? You want coffee tastes like pickled eggs? That's what you're going to do. I'm just saying it's gross because you let it get gross. That's just me. Fine, I'll wash it and guess what the coffee will taste like tomorrow. Good, because I'm going to Timmy's tomorrow. <laughs> Okay, no, when you do it, you have to do it like, like, like straight vinegar, and then you water it down, and then you water it down, and then you water it down, and then you water it down. I'm just going to soak it in soap. I'm going to put, just fill the sink with soap. I'm just going to throw the coffee pot in there. Not the coffee pot, excuse me. Well, yes, the pot, but not the the, whole thing. No, the coffee. If I throw the whole machine in there, we're in trouble. Well, that's what I'm saying. You need to clean the machine, dude. For those of you that are at home and have your own coffee maker with a coffee pot, you should clean your machine. Because that's the reason why, if it tastes gross, Probably because you have bacteria in there. Do you mean I got to run through it with vinegar is what you're saying? Yes. Oh, see, I thought you meant wash it with vinegar. I'm like, are you nuts? No. Clean That's the, what you clean said. The, clean it with vinegar. I meant the Yeah, cough, the, the, yeah, I the, said the, the pot. machine. I was talking the pot. You said, well, I was talking about the pot. You said vinegar, and that's what got me all confused. You know, you can clean the coffee like, pot like itself the taste by... Of dill coffee? Put vinegar in and see what happens. Dill coffee. Well, no, it wouldn't be dill coffee because well, you'd vinegar, have to have dill. You, well, it'd be like salt and vin- it'd be fine, salt and vinegar fine, chip coffee. Fine, put dill weed in the vinegar. Where the and f- f- is Dad calling me? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> One conversation later. Well, done now? <laughs> yes. Holy okay. cow! Commit. He he needed to, he was- needed to know on information about mac and cheese and care packages. Jeez, I was gonna have him on the show too, but no, oh, I just want to make sure everything's all good. Okay, Dad. Well, yeah. Okay, Dad. I mean, okay. Here's the thing: if you make really delicious mac and cheese and like really good pork, wouldn't you want to know what people think? Yes, but we, I yelled at him saying the show's going on. Well, he doesn't know this. That's why I yelled at him. Heck, half our listeners don't even know what our schedule is anymore because it changes because no, life uh, happens. Because you, because your job. Well, yeah, my job. Well, yeah. Most of the time, I mean, most of the time it's you. Okay, yes, because you have a full-time job where you have, like, a designated times where you have to work, as whereas I have a part-time job. I don't even know what designated time. I show up at 7, they leave whenever they don't need me anymore. I just get, I leave at, like, 4-ish usually, but they're just annoying as I'll get up. You know what else is annoying? People biting people. Well, yes! People biting. Nibbling. I mean, person, I mean... Some people like it, some people don't. To each their own. I'm not a big fan of it. Apparently, PK Subban does not like it. Well, now, for, yeah. the, for for those of you that don't, okay, obviously we're doing this on the 24th of January, our Lord and Savior's year of 2019. We should, we should probably lead off with that. <laughs> we should probably let off with that, but it's okay. Well, yeah, I mean, but just like, just for context, we're doing this on the 24th. Last night, the... Nashville Predators faced the Vegas Golden Knights. I want to say it was in Vegas. Yep, it was in Vegas. And yes, it was because they made fun of uh, Nashville's uh, all the banners they have. Yeah. Oh, by the way, 
uh, PK Subban's like compression like shirt. It's it's like him doing the fist pump with like the seventy six on and everything. It's pretty dope. Pretty, pretty dope. Pretty dope looking. Pretty dope, dude. I mean, that's that's PK Subban's thing. A, they say he's a righteous dude. I think he is a righteous dude. Anyways, so there there there's a whole scrum that happens in front of the net, and good art battle. Good boys battling art. Play gets called off, and one. Bellamare. When I say Bellamare, I mean Pierre Edouard Bellamare uh, of the good, perennial third, fourth line guy, good role, uh, solid role player of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, is on top of UC Saros. Oh no! Now being How a dare de- he? Me, being a defenseman, trying to protect your goalie, doing a horrible uh, job at it. Clearly, PK Subban goes to pull Edouard or Bellamare, excuse me, off of UC Saros, and then gives him a face wash. Now that happening. Bellamare, I it apparently did not have allegedly, a, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Well, I mean, there's also the there's the allegedly from the replacements, and there's also the allegedly from Letterkenny. Allegedly, wait, what? The ginger and boosted what to an ostrich? Allegedly, allegedly. Oh yeah, allegedly. yeah. Ah, yes. I thought he was sick. Did you hear that, honey? Boots and ginger and F. <laughs> Dead Oscar. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, Bellamare. Bellamare bit Subban's pinky. It's pink. That's it, really? Is that what we're crying about? Well, it's the fact that Subban's pinky was bleeding. Ah, yes. Yeah, so it was, it was a solid chomp, you know? Was that four minutes for drying blood? It should have been. However, what happened? What ended up happening was after the play and everything, PK Subban gets awarded four minutes in penalties for two minute uh, double minor for roughing. I think, right? Could be uh, if I remember correctly, uh, uh, yeah. two, oh, a two minute minor for roughing and then a two minute minor for unsportsmanlike conduct. What a tur- what a turd! Ah, who am I kidding? I would have done because he threw his glove down to the ice after getting bit. Obviously, so that's an unsportsmanlike act of throwing your even equipment. though he showed him his pinky. So, Subban goes and serves four minutes in the box for uh, obviously getting you know the two, the two double uh, well the two two minute minors. Goodness gracious me! Any coffee? I got some crap coffee here. No, I, I've got some juice. If if we have if I have to get some coffee, I'll get, get some, some coffee. Juice. I got some juice. Juicy. It's my juice. Juicy, it's juicy, lo- juicy. Lo- lo- juicy poo. Back to the show. <laughs> PK Subban. Gets his finger bitten, serves four minutes, has an interview with um, everybody after, like, you know, the, you know scrum. how they, you know, the scrums, you know, the scrums, the scrums, and them good scrums. How it ended up working is that Edouard did not get a penalty for biting. Well, because he probably just missed, and I'll be honest, yes. Because as of, as of right now, it's being, you know, portrayed by the media and everyone else that Subban is accusing. Bellamare of doing it. Now, How dare he? Now, in the scrums after the game, Subban said, quote, He knows he bit me. I'm not trying to rip his head off. I'm not that type of player. All I tried to do was grab him. I grabbed him by the head to pull him up off of UC Saros, and he bit me. That's it. I don't know how I walk out of there with four minutes in penalties. It wasn't explained. They tried to apologize after the fact that they gave me four minutes in penalties. My finger is bleeding. I don't know what they want me to do. Now, 
if you're if you're in PK Subban's situation, you have obviously you're going to be in pain because you just got bit, your fingers bleeding, and you uh, somehow some way cost your team a four minute minor. Didn't they end up winning anyways last night? Um, yes, two to one uh, victory for Nashville. Okay, so then cost, still, but still though, yeah, I know it's principle. Well, play, here's the funny thing: player safety. Despite all this, not really looking into it because there's nothing on the Twitter, nothing on the website, nothing, no hearings, no fines. Despite the fact that obviously, you know, uh, clearly, uh, Bellamare's got a good hygienist, keeping those teeth looking good and strong. Or be able to pierce skin like that. Well, Bellamere was talking to the athletic after the game. He the said, "Athletic," and he said, "Quote: He started yelling that I bit him. That I bit him. I don't know what you have in your mouth, but if you have, if you put your hand all the way in at one point and you pull up, then you're going to feel the teeth. I don't know what the expletive. Wait, you're you're telling me he's doing. You're telling me that Bellamere is accusing Subban." Of taking it while his glove's on, by the way. While his glove was on. Putting his hand in his mouth and then pulling it up and, like, ripping it out like he ripped the skin through his glove against Bellamare's teeth. Right. Kind of like... Still, you have a vampire's mouth, clearly. Kind of like how it was Garrett Sparks' fault that he got a concussion in uh, Pracky. Okay, okay, that's just people being dumb. Uh, That's Bellamare's being ignorant. Like, just say you didn't bite a guy. Just don't don't give me a reason. Like, oh, he must have done this then. It's like saying... You know, oh man, you. Ah, I got nothing for that one. I thought I had something going for that, but I got nothing. But anyways, long story short, Bellamere. It's just, dude, you can't be doing that. Childish, both sides. This, this is, this is, this is Marshawn. Punch stuff. him in the face. Oh well, then you're gonna get what? Another? You're gonna get a game misconduct for that? And then give him the middle finger. Because you already got four minutes. Give him the middle finger while I go pinky. See my pinky? See my pinky? Look at my pinky and just flip back and forth and just see how the ref reacts. Oh yeah. Just get, just take the suspension. And go home. I, what are you gonna do? Get suspended for the All Star game? Go for it. I mean. Subban said it the best himself. Refs are human. They don't have x-ray vision. But once there's evidence and there's Wait, blood, did he really say x-ray vision? Well, yes. So, <laughs> like, in, in the scrum, he said... They can't see what kind of shoulder pads I'm wearing. Therefore... Ref, refs are human. They don't have x-ray vision. But once there's evidence, there's blood, you're giving me more minutes in penalties for what? Because I reacted after a guy bit me? Because that's what the unsportsmanlike was for. Right. No, was I... Was throwing his glove to the ground. Or to the ice, should I say. But and still, he threw it on the ground! <laughs> ridiculous and i mean this is not doing anything good for referees in total and especially right after the whole debacle that happened in the nfl playoff game down in new orleans nolens was gonna play the pats for the super bowl they were and then it was gonna be lit drew Brees versus tom brady for the super bowl finally literally a dream matchup for and QBs. And literally, okay, I understand, like, listen. That's QB porn right So there. maybe I don't watch football enough to understand there's a difference between playoff rules and regular season rules, like there's hockey. That was pretty dark. It, it'd be like if Ovechkin's coming across the middle and, you know, Latang or something, or Dunk Keith came up and stepped up to him and hit him blatantly before he touched the puck. Like, that's a two-minute minor, even in the playoffs. It's pretty obvious. He wrecked! the guy well how it works is the nfl has literally the opposite of the nhl where in the, in the nhl playoff rules they're a little bit more lenient they let things play longer but football they still call stuff well that's what i'm saying in the nfl it's the opposite where not only do they call stuff but they call like every play like it's worth a touchdown that's why it's like well that, i don't say there's been a touchdown 
But that's 15 yards. That's no, 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 a first. but that's, that's how they act yeah. to it. Like well, It would have gone touchdown. Cause it it been, did. It would have been a first and goal. Excuse me. It would have been a first and goal. And let's be honest, four downs for four down territory of the tie game like that, New Orleans is scoring. Dude, it did cost them a touchdown because they were going to score. They were yeah. with with New Orleans offense, obviously. That was literally. I remember I said this when I was because I was watching with Dad and Colleen, and I literally said, "That's some hit like you see out of a football movie, like how he just wrecked him, like boom." Gotcha. It's like when the bad team is like beating up on the on the good guys, whatever, and they're just yeah. hitting them every single play. That's what it looked like. Exactly. It looked like something straight out of you know longest yard where they're just wrecking the heck out of it. All I'm saying is this, especially in the playoffs for the NFL, they need to do what the NHL does with like offsides calls. I didn't think it was, doesn't man. does doesn't matter. Well, no, here's what you have to have you have to have video coaches in the back somewhere being like, "Hey, hey, uh, challenge that," well, and, the, and not having just one flag that you can challenge. So, just be able to challenge any call. Well, that's why the CFL like reg, the, regular the, season have one challenge flag and then be penalized for it. Playoff games, unlimited challenges. No, that would the game would take five hours. Don't do uh, that. Hey, what I'm saying is the CFL. That's why I, I tweeted about this. The C- was like, there's got to be rule changes for this, and I'm like, we'll do what the CFL does. The CFL, I for uh, was it the it was the Eskimos and the Red Blacks. Eskimos won because there was a play late in the game where the receiver was interfered with, and they can challenge in the CFL. You can challenge penalties. Yes, they challenge. Uh, there was a non-call. They challenged it. They get the call right. Pass interference. Eskimos end up scoring. Beat the Red Blacks. So what I'm saying, folks, I'm not obviously a hockey guy here. I like watching football. Love college football. Love Canadian football. So I'm just saying, think about it. And it just sucked that it had to cost him a Super Bowl opportunity. What are, what are you saying that they go and play the game over? No, no, no. I'm saying that they from now they should make a rule change where you can challenge certain plays, certain penalties. So, so non calls because what there was no penalty call. That's on what I'm the saying. Field. You can if you think there's pass interference, you should be allowed to challenge it. Pass interference. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like certain ones, not like you can't. Okay, holding would be dumb, but like well, yeah, but like pass interference situations that involve the ball. How about that? Uh. Face because, masks. The certain penalty, like you said, they'll go over it, even though the NFL right, like, is really dumb. They'll 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 think about it before they do it. Like so, what you're saying basically, it would it would have to involve like if a runner was with the ball and then he gets face masked and he isn't allowed to progress downfield or something like that, or he get or if there's a situation like this where an, a wide receiver gets interfered with so situations where it's with the ball and not necessarily like a lineman or like somebody across the field. That you know he's smacking up another guy or something like that. And right. He gets missed. Well, yeah, it, it has to be with the ball. Correct. Um, okay. That's why it's just like I see that and I'm just like, ah. Uh, you always wonder if the NFL's fixed. <laughs> I mean, Roger Goodell's doing the smartest thing he's ever done in his entire career, and he's shutting up. He's not saying anything. Not exactly because neither, neither is NF the NFL like PR or. Nobody. They're saying they're reviewing it, but they're probably sitting there like, we're just going to keep our mouths shut because this is going to work because somehow the St. Louis and New England is going to be the greatest Super Bowl of all time. I mean, then, then again, that's just what the NFL does. They just, when it comes to any sort of situation, they just don't, that's why, they don't say Hey, anything. that's why they're like, hey, if New England last year got the greatest comeback on Super Bowl history, how about we have some random team beat them? <laughs> you know who is expecting a great comeback? Oh, no. The Edmonton Oilers! Says Who? <laughs> Hey, guys, news, if you haven't heard about it in the last, oh, I don't know, 24 hours, Peter Shirelli was fired. F-I-R-E-D. Fired. Capital F, lowercase I, capital R. Did anyone else e. get the Incredibles reference there? F-I-R-E-D. Fired. What? The scene where Mr. Incredible gets fired from his office job. 
I thought it's because he got thrown. <laughs> he got fired because he threw the guy through 20 walls. Well, that too. <laughs> you were this close to losing your... <laughs> Oh, man. Or was that a different movie? I think you're, yeah, that's what I'm you're talking about, a different movie. Because I'm not saying, like, I don't remember. Yeah. No, you're going to look it up now? Yeah, you talk about you talk about the Oilers. I'm going to look this up. So, Peter Shirelli was fired. Um, so, okay, well, let's go back here. Detroit's playing Edmonton. Actually, I'm going to pull this up here because I totally forgot to. Did you see Jeremy Roenick's rant about it on NBC? No, what did he say? So, uh, Jeremy Roenick, Oilers. Well, that works perfectly. Um... To do going on here, so during the NBC broadcast, he just lays her into him. And he, someone had written it out, it's got to be somewhere. Crap, um, I gotta find it. Like, there's like the written out words for it. <laughs> Apparently, also donned a paper bag after it. Um, oh, the I have the rant. No, I don't have the rant here. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Everyone just have the video, or does anyone have the, the actual words for it? <laughs> Here we go. What? Oh. Sorry, while I was looking it up, I was reminded by, you know the Cat in the Hat movie with, like... No, keep it. No, no. Fired! Fired! Okay, so, so anyways, they're playing Detroit. They're playing horribly. The, the, Edmonton was looking awful. So, here's what Jeremy Roenick said before everything happened. <clears throat> Excuse me. During the sec- Actually, this, this, during the second mission of the broadcast... Um, which was the uh, the Eastern game first, not the actual West Coast game. I'm So Jeremy Roenick says, quote, I'm just sitting here watching this game and shaking my head. I am boggled that this is a professional hockey league team. The Edmonton Oilers are so bad, they can't put two passes together. They're passing decisions. They're positioning defensively. They look, in all three zones, they looked confused. They have no idea what they are where, the, where they are going. They are throwing out hope for passes up the ice, hoping that they catch somebody in a rush where they can get an outnumbered situation. They might have good skaters, fast skaters, but their feet and their hands got, go so much faster than their brains. They have no idea what they are doing out there. It shows so much. You've got the Detroit Red Wings, and God bless them, the worst team in the National Hockey League by points with 43, and they look like the Stanley Cup champions compared to this Edmonton Oilers team. I can understand why Connor McDavid is as frustrated as he is. He, he's, on the only, he's the only guy that's working, the only guy doing something smart with the puck. We talk about hockey IQ and some players with great hockey IQ. This team might have, from 18 players, the lowest hockey IQ I've seen in a long time. The way they're playing this game, it's embarrassing. I can understand why why there were boos for this team going off the ice after the second period. It's just awful to watch. After the second period, Peter Shirelli was brought into the office of Bob Nicholson, the CEO of the Edmonton Oilers, and was relieved of his duties. Wow. Like, that... First of all, and that was live on air too. Don't forget, Jeremy and Jeremy Roenick has really no emotional ties to Edmonton. Call Neil Patrick Harris up. This is a series of unfortunate events. I tried. I tried to say it. Alex, it I know work. you like. To, I love. I know you love watching those second tier uh, Netflix shows, but I, I I haven't watched that one. I've watched. I'm just. Watched, I'm just saying. I, I couldn't. You couldn't think of How I, I Met Your Mother. You couldn't think. No, Neil, oh, no, Neil Patrick before. Harris because he did it. Jim Carrey, much better. Yeah, he did yeah. a much better job. It's yeah, just but a dark it, saying they rushed that movie. Yeah, but it's it's not as current, you know. I like to stay with the times. I like to be with the hip, you know, the hip, the hop, the hippie, the hippie, the hip, hip. That's an older. That's that's older than that song is almost as old as Neil Patrick is. Neil Patrick Harris is. Anyways, so back to the story. So yes, Peter Schwab was fired during the second intermission, not after the game, not the next day, during the game. They were playing so bad, 
And there was already talk about it before, but everyone's like, oh, no, and no. no one well, it looks like you need to replace your second-line center, boys. Yeah, no kidding. You need your second-line center and general manager. So with that happening, uh, Keith Gretzky, was the, who is the assistant GM, is now the interim general manager, and Bob Nicholson is taking over his director of hockey, ops, beca- hockey operations since um, Shirley was both GM and hockey ops. Uh, Bob Nicholson went on the presser. He went to, or he spoke in front of the media the next day, and he was very calm about it. But the problem I had was the fact that he was still like, we still believe as an organization we can make the playoffs. Now. No. Well, I believe, okay, excuse me. I believe they can. You just need to, okay, mm. you, going to this point in the season, you get six, you get six in a row, or four out of six, four out of five, especially the way the, the way the Central Division's playing right now, you can get in. It's possible. Mm. Likely? I don't know. But with that said, kind of almost like delusions. That's like the first thing he said. Before he got into the details of Peter Shirelli and all that other stuff and a lot of questions, that's like the first thing he said. And and he wanted to make sure that everyone everyone know that they're not going to go for a quick fix just to get to the playoffs. They're going to do something. They they didn't want to get rid of the assets. And the, one of the biggest things is they're going to take time finding a new general manager. So I'm intrigued in seeing what they're going to do from here. We'll get to the signing that happened before that in a second here. Um, but it's this is worse than Ottawa. That well. I was going to get to that here. Um, it's literally like a mirror image. Might well, as well just take both teams and have a merger. The Ottawa Oilers. So, I don't mention them. We don't mention them that much on the show. But I, if you listen to the recent Steve Nagel podcast, right? Uh, well, yeah. So, he mentions Daryl Cates. The ah, yes. So, and this made my brain kind of go all twirly-whirly. Daryl Cates is the one that hires these people. Hires these people. Don't forget. Yep. He's the guy that hired Kevin Lowe. He's the guy that kept giving Craig McTavish opportunities. Hired Keith Gretzky. Keith Gretzky, who did nothing in Arizona. He did nothing anywhere else. Has no good track record. No positive track record. The only thing he's got on his resume is his last name. Gretzky. Yep. And the fact that he's come as with him and his brother, they are the uh, com- between any brother combo in the history of the NHL have the most points. Shocker, right? Well, I, when your brother's Wayne Gretzky, it's, it's you not get, that hard. You get a plus one. You are the greatest tandem in the history of the league. Um, no. Literally, Wayne Gretzky back in the 80s. Wayne yeah. Gretzky in the 80s. But what I'm saying is like, where's it going? Yes. So go back to Daryl Cates. Cates is the one that brought this team through. He thre- Remember that one, that scare he did? It's like, hey, we're flying to Seattle to check some things out over there. Yeah. Just to scare the city into giving them the arena. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a heck of a businessman. He knows how to make money. Well, yeah. Outside of the game. Oh, he's, the team is still somehow making money. I don't get it. Dude, it's merchandise, ticket sales, and then... Connor mar- McDavid, you're right. But Marketing. So, I, 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 don't, wanna, I don't know what the Oilers are going to do from here on. That's I don't a good know. Question. I don't know if Keith Gretzky is going to ride this like Dave Nonis did and maybe ride this team into a playoff spot and have one good run before a few years of futility, uh, just like the Leafs did. But... You're right, Alex. How does this affect the Leafs? Anyways, um, but Case keeps bringing these guys in, and and apparently there was a story from the 2012 draft that Daryl Cates, I guess, overruled all of the management to order to draft Neil Yakupov. Everyone wanted to draft Ryan Murray, a really solid defenseman coming out of juniors, but he wanted Neil Yakupov because, hey, you know, he's a good player and fail for Neil. It's a campaign. I wrote about it in hold the, my, one of my old Hold the Pucks blogs. So... My thing about it is the fact that it's is Daryl Cates Eugene Melnick's evil twin, not evil twin, excuse me, his doppelganger. They're almost identical. 
Edmonton Oilers made $145,000 last year. That's it? Oh, I'm sorry. Million. Oh, in, in millions. $145,000. I'm like, in millions. It? In Who millions. do they pay? How are they paying people? No, um, well, that's good. That, 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 that takes care of, uh, you know, part of McDavid's contract and the Andre Sells contract. But you got to wonder if there's something on with the owner. And here's the thing. You can't, it's not, and that's the same thing when we talked about with Melnick. You can't just get rid of an owner. You can, the fans can cry for it. But I, nobody's crying for Cates, though. At least in Edmonton, everyone's pointing at Shirelli. And just Shirelli, it's all Shirelli's fault for all this. Yes, he did the Larson Hall one-for-one trade. I would love a Players Tribune article for Peter Shirelli. I'd love to see this. I would like to see what Peter Shirelli has to say about working under Cates, working in Edmonton. Because he worked in Boston, which, don't get me wrong, is a very tough market to work in. But Edmonton, because don't forget, like, yeah, there's the Eskimos, very successful CFL team. But the Oilers, that is it. That is the that is the team in Edmonton. So when you have everyone focusing on them, and the Edmonton media is ruthless. I mean, you have Mark Spector shoving a microphone in your face and writing about you every single day. I'd be a little nervous myself. So that's why it's like interesting to see what what are they going to do from here? Is Kate's going to bring in a guy that he likes? I mean, heck, is Grant Fuhrer going to get a GM job? No. Is Glenn Anderson going to get called up finally? No. What about Paul Coffey? Is he going to finally leave Toronto and actually get brought to Edmonton this time instead of just being an advisor from like two provinces away? Here's the thing. Come on. Seriously. If you want a new general manager, you're looking in the wrong province. You're looking in the wrong country. Okay? You need to look in Ontario. Somewhere around London. You're thinking Mark? I'm thinking Mark. Mark Hunter. I. You know Mark what? Hunter could... Possibly turn around the entire organization. I, you know Why? What? Why? He's because a trusted hockey man. He's a trusted hockey man who's savvy with marketing. I, you know, think with, about with, with marketing. Yes, marketing. But but seriously, think about it. No, I no, the ra- the radio station or the radio show, whatever they got down there for the nights. Like as soon as you go into Canada, like it's on the radio. Well, yes, because London London stretches out. Or uh, Rock 96 talking? Yeah, just like Rock. Chicago used to do way back when. Yeah, well, they, it spreads out so far. Like, you get, you can get, you, I, I hear it in Lucknow, here 96 in Lucknow, I hear it in Kinkardine, uh, Sarnia. Exactly. Oh, and Sound, I'm not sure. So think, that far up, so but. think of it this way take that same model, move it to Alberta, a place that is less populated per square kilometer. Yes. Very much. Well, don't forget, you're counting Toronto as like the city, and then if you go go on northern Ontario, like near Hudson Bay, dude. But I'm I'm, I'm talking in an actual distance. Okay. So that same model with like having a radio station dedicated to the Edmonton Oilers, right? Right. Instead of just like having a sports station that talks about the Edmonton Oilers and then also the Calgary Flames and then Eskimos or whatever, having a radio station where basically every other commercial is the Edmonton Oilers. Buying season tickets. Get your newest well, merchandise. Well, that's easy enough, but anyone can do that. Minor league teams do that. I mean, semi-pro teams, college teams do that. Well, yes. What I'm trying to say is I don't think Mark Hunter would... Mark, the team... People will still go to the games. Well, yes, because here I'm, I'm looking... It's just like the Leafs. People like, will still buy the I'm looking at, seats. People will... They'll still fill up. I'm looking at Statista. Statista Kedica. Edmonton Oilers averaged... Uh, attendance of 18,347 for a grand total attendance of 752 or 752,227 people 
I want to see. So if I remember correctly, uh, Rexall Place or whatever they play, uh, it's Rogers eight, Arena or Rogers Arena. Excuse me, it's eighteen thousand four hundred or something like that. I'm trying to look up right now. And then also, I have stats up that it looks like a lot of their income is coming from, like, obviously people coming to games and then, like, season tickets and merchandise. Those are their big draws. You're talking about last season, right? I'm talking about the 2017-2018 season. Okay, hold on. I'm looking this up here. All right, we got here. Just how big is the arena? How many does it seat? So Edmonton was 10th last year in average attendance. You said 18,347. That's 98.4% because the capacity is doesn't say on here. 98.4%, though. That's still good. Well, okay, well, let's go around. You want to see the percentage? Right, let's do best by percentage. Chicago somehow still leads with 106.2%. Yes, that is possible. Well, yes. You standing room only. Minnesota second with 105.5. Vegas, uh, then Toronto with 102. Winnipeg 102.1. Nashville 101.5. So if you look at it, they're actually they're in the top half, but they're not as bad as ooh. And in last somehow late. Okay, I'm gonna say this right now, ladies and gentlemen. Last year, everyone talks about oh Arizona. Who's last? The Islanders. Because don't forget, every game was at the Barclays Center last year. Now well, they're yes. not, so it's gonna go up. But everyone talks about how bad Arizona is. Guess who's worse? Who was worse last year than Arizona? Who? Florida. Then Ottawa. Well, yeah. Then Carolina and then the Islanders. I just thought that was funny. Um, but Edmonton. I mean, they're still going to sell. That's not the problem. But going back to the actual the hockey side. No offense, Alex. Um, that's. I mean, that's my thing. Is the business side. Yes, because well, you're doing accounting stuff right now in school, so it's well not it's to in me- your brain. Well, not to mention that's literally my job. Or that's like literally what I'm going for. That's literally what I'm be studying a for. Business analyst. No. no, I'm just sports business analyst. Anyway, sorry. Sure. Back to the show. Back to the ranch. Um, America would be great. You know what? Everyone was back looking. at the oil rig, Tyler. Ooh, back at the oil rig. Yes, where the money is hot, and so is the oil. I I really like the idea of bringing Mark Hunter in. It wouldn't be a bad idea. He's he had the credentials. There was a legitimate debate between having Dubis and or or Hunter to be the general manager for the Leafs. Nobody knew what was going to happen. They went with Dubas, obviously, because that was the plan from the get-go. Yep. And now Mark Hunter's kind of doing his thing in London, London's first place in the OHL. Shocker, right? Oh, geez, kind of spat there. Don't spit. Oh, Spitters I spat on, I spat on my screen. Anyways, um, but yes, Hunter would be a great guy. He, Like I said, he knows how to bring in young talent, and he knows how to put him in a good situation, which McDavid needs. Now, yes, there's a salary cap, in the NHL, where in the OHL, it's like, I just need the best players, and this is the London Knights, and kids come clamoring at the door for them. Well, here's, here's also the thing. Mark Hunter has worked for the Toronto Maple Leafs. For... He did? No, I'm kidding. So he, no, he, he, he came in with the Shannon plan, right. Yeah, he knows how to work a salary cap. Yes. That's not a problem. He knows what to, exactly. And a better thing, and he, he kind of has the Dubis complex, where he knows how to run a feeder system, i.e. the London Knights. Excuse me, the London Knights. The London, to, oh, gosh, hopefully you didn't choke on that one. The London Knights to the Maple Leafs. I hope that's not a premonition. Anyways, no, I agree with that. Um, 
But one of the funny things, so I'm watching the... You're the, right, Tyler. The worst thing about Mark Hunter going to the Edmonton Oilers is, is the fact that the London Knights, all of their top players are going to go to Edmonton instead oh, of Dude, Toronto. they have the... Well, they got right there. They got the Oil Kings right in the same building who are playing really well as, as well. Calgary's up the road. They're, I'm just they're kidding. Dubas has the Greyhounds now. And they're... The Greyhounds aren't as good as they were last year, but they're still pretty good. And they have so, ugly jerseys. You're looking at the alternate. Shut up. I don't care. They're gross. Anyways, but I'm watching the Leafs game last night. I think it was the second second or first period. Freege, good buddy, Freege. He's not your... Shut up, Freeman! (laughs) He made a really, really interesting... He had a very interesting take. The possibility of bringing on one Steve Iserman. Wouldn't that be interesting? After all that's happened... No, hold on. Before you say anything. No, I know you want to say... Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait. I talked to him, but I talked to Thomas, of course, last night. Thomas Biondo, who found on the show multiple times. I asked him, what did he think about that? Because Thomas is a Wings fan. He does favor Detroit. And he actually said, well, that's a good opportunity. And I told him, like, well, what do you think about, well, all the talk of him maybe coming to Detroit? He's like, listen. He's like, listen, it's all talk. You, as his Wings fans, we hope he comes home. But if you got an opportunity to put a team around Connor McDavid and the success, the success that that could create. Dude! He'd been... If he wanted to do something like that with, like, Connor McDavid, he would stay down in Tampa. You're going to wait 10 years to bring in Connor McDavid? No, I'm saying he did that with Stamkos. But here's the thing. Hedman, Kucherov, Vasilevsky. No, here's the The list goes on and on and on and on and on. He created what he wanted to create in Tampa. Yes. And he felt like his time was up. That's why he's taking a step back because he wants to clearly go somewhere else. You don't just leave a top team like Tampa for no reason. So here's the thing. But that's okay. Like he knew about, like he knew that. Take a take a struggling team, like the Red Wings. Go home, build a story. That's what I'm saying. I know what you're saying exactly. But he could do the same thing in Edmonton, and guess what? He'd get a lot more praise. Yeah, but he no he okay he would not get a lot more praise. Ah, Are you sure? If you save the Oilers. Okay, yes, he'd become the savior savior of the Okay, of, would you he'd be the savior of Western Canada? Would you rather be the savior of the Oilers? The Edmonton Oilers? Or would you rather be the God, Lord, and Savior, still by the name of the Captain slash the boss? It depends on when he gets there. We'll have to see what his uh, door says. In Detroit. In a brand new arena. That's amazing. It's so weird because, like, understanding, like, how Wings fans are, yes, they'll love him, but outside of it, like, everyone would, it'd be so, it'd be, it's a great debate. Would he work better in Edmonton? Would he work better in Detroit? Dude, think about how he was treated when he was, what, okay, his family's still there. His family's not, his that's, fam- Well, that's why everyone thinks that. His family ain't moving to Edmonton. That's why, well, okay. No. I'm just saying, Friedman made a very interesting point. Yeah, well, Friedman can shut his mouth. We have a trade! Breaking news! What? Chicago Blackhawks receive Dominic Kubalik, or at least his rights, for Jonathan Taves. No, for to the LA Kings for the 2019 fifth round pick. That was actually Arizona's 2019 fifth round pick that Chicago obtained in the Anthony Duclair trade. I think. Yes. Sorry, that's the news. So, <laughs> and that's they, news to me. <laughs> so wait, who they get? Uh, dom- uh, rights to a minor <laughs> to a perennial minor leaguer, probably Dominic. Kubalik. So they have the rights to a perennial minor leaguer for a fifth round pick. No, what for, a steal for LA. No, for uh, whoever they gave up for uh, the the pick, Declare. Well, that was the no, that was the pick they got. So from they gave Arizona up Declare for, for a perennial. No, 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 no. That kid, that kid pick came with Declare. 
That was for, I think, Jalmerson. Okay, Hold so on. they gave up Jalmerson for Hold Declare and a now. perennial. Two for the price of one. Solid. Sorry. Um, news. But back to back to the others. I guess, I mean, we don't know who's going to be. Like I said, Bob Nichols is not rushing, but you have you have opportunities out there. You have Iserman. You have Mark Hunter, which I really think, I mean, I do. just I guess, pick Hunter. Well, well, they're, like I said, they're going to take their time. They're not just, just going to pick anyone. They're going to do a extent. I would hope they would do an extensive process to find a guy. Wait until the summer. Well, yeah, you may as well. Um, I mean, like, look at the time. It's January. It's January. Yes, it is. I'm glad you know what month it is. Christmas is next month. Because if anything, the best you could do is sign on a, you know, because Peter Shirley was the GM. Sign on a new GM. Are you sure he was? I'm pretty sure I didn't know about that from all of them. Tyler, shut up. (laughs) Sign on a new GM. (laughs) That way he can be involved in the drafting process. That's the earliest I would have. Well, don't forget, the draft. Kyle Dubas traded Phil Kessel for Casperi Kapanen. How'd that work out? Pretty good. Phil Kessel has... Two Stanley Cup champions? Yes. Two, two Stanley Cup championships, numerous amounts of signature hot dogs all over Pennsylvania. Actually, Western Pennsylvania. No, it's an, an actual thing. Like, when I go to Pennsylvania, I have to go to one of these places. That way I can get the Kessel Dog. The Kessel Dog? The Kessel... No, there's... Uh, if I remember correctly, it was the Kessel Dog. Um, the Kessel Corn Dog? Is there a Kessel Corn Phil Dog? Phil the Thrill. Yes. That's a hot dog. Phil the Thrill. Um, the thr- the fi- what's it, what, what are the toppings? A Philly cheesesteak. Oh, so it's not a hot dog. Well, it's a hot dog, but it's with Philly cheesesteak toppings. Okay. So, like, sautéed mushrooms and onions and... Whatever. Um, but no, back... Anyways, long story short. The Kessel Vessel. The Kessel Vessel. Mm, that sounds pretty good. It's, well, it's, it's a hot dog, but the bun is just one big hot dog. One of the last things Peter Shirelli did, or pardon me, or as it's been quoted as saying, the committee decided, the board, the, the whole management said, the whole front office said it was okay, and all agreed together that this was a good idea. Miko Koskinen signs a contract extension for the next three years. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Wait, didn't he? Wait, what did he sign for? Three years, not, not so not long term. Don't forget, he's thirty years old. Wasn't it four point five? Thirty. Uh, excuse me, he's actually yeah, he's thirty years old. What? Wasn't it four point five? Four point five million dollars. I saw a meme about this. It w- it, it went. Uh, um, Koskinen's agent. So, I was talking to Miko, and we were thinking six. Uh, million dollars by or six million dollars two years and then Shirelli's like oh wow can you do 4.5 and then Koskinen's agent says in his brain oh my god he thinks per year (laughs) instead of six million dollars over three years and he's like 4.5 sounds great yep yep 4.5 oh man okay so I'm looking at his because here's the thing Miko Koskinen He's he's a two million dollar goaltender. Well, yeah, I, I, that's why his contract. Everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, paying two millions for a guy that hadn't played in North America for how many years?" And I understand that. Now but you're paying four point five, four point five each year, and now you're gonna have to get rid of Cam Talbot. And so there, the think cap, about that trade. Oh. I love Cam. I love a cap friendly for this. They have comparable results for the rest of the, for other goaltenders. Antti Ranta is the closest match. Uh, Making uh, 4.25 with Arizona. And he earned that, let's be honest. He, he earned that money. 
Side note, this is just this is like a, a direct tangent from nothing. Um, what? There was a uh, two Stanley Cup championship rings were stolen from a private collector in a Toronto home. Oh no! Just saying. That's that's sad. Continue. Um, Cam Talbot's contract. You know that's four point one six 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 six. Uh, Scott Darling making way too much at 4.15. Thomas Grice making 3.3. Anyways, long story short, he is making more than, you're telling me he's making more than Antti Ranta, making more than Cam Talbot. Yes, he's had a really good year. He's having a great year. But is this really going to be worth it? This is one year, guys. And I understand you signed him for one year, you want to keep him on because he's playing well. But what if he doesn't? You have a, and then I'm not saying you have a Cam Talbot issue. Like, cause let's be honest, Cam Talbot, after, when he got hurt last year, that really slowed him down from his Vesnier he had before. Is he really going to be worth $4.5 million, though? Can he, because here's the thing at home, he's an amazing goaltender. I think it's like a 9 2 4 goal or save yeah, percentage yeah. at home. Well, and yeah. then he's got like an, it's an 8 8. 888 or no 89 something no, on the road. No, I want to say it's like 82. Uh, I don't think it's 82. Hold on. Hockey reference coming to me. Um, but it's a it obviously okay, all these all contracts like this are very they're gambles. You know, you could absolutely really I don't say hurt your team, but you could really wreck your things here. Uh, wreck like if you spend this much money on a on a goaltender Let's see here. Why are these so hard to find for goaltenders? When I found it on a player, it was easier. Well, yeah, because goaltenders are gross. Okay, I got it. Hold on. So I, I'm just, I'm just. Pardon me, I found it. Sorry. Nine what? Two, five, nine two five at home. Yeah. Eight nine one on the road with a three point two three goals against average. It's better than what I said, but still, it's not good. Six five and one. On the road. Not good. Obviously, like I said, you play with the Oilers. And the Oilers on the road are not the best team N- in the world. Not to mention, not a but, big, uh, not a big. Uh, you know, sample type. Right, but still, it's like saying, hey, Justin Hall should play better. He's played two games. <laughs> but, um, uh, I, 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 like I said, he's playing really well. There's good reason to give him another year or two to try out, but $4.5 million? You already have enough money. Yes, the cap will go up next year, but guess what? So is everyone else's contracts will go up. They're going to sign. They're going to have to try to sign in the summer. If you do sign anyone, because guess what? You ain't going to have enough room to sign anyone. So you're taking this game on a goaltender. You're going to lose Cam Talbot. You're going to have who, who's their backup? Who's their goaltender in Bakersfield? Um, right now they have Miko Koskinen, Cam Talbot, and the starter in Bakersfield is, oh, where is he? Al Montoya. Okay. <laughs> 1.0625 UFA next year. Oh, that's so, ha- so you'd have to re-sign Montoya. Yes. Oh, gosh. So um, on. And then after that, you have... This uh, is Larry, this they, is have the, they have Shane Sterrett, who's a RFA after this year. Yeah. And then they've got a 21-year-old uh, Dylan, have Dylan a- Wells, and then they have uh, Stuart Skinner. Ooh, I forgot Stuart Skinner's in the system. He, here's but the thing. He, he, his contract... It's it starts this year and then he's seven. Is he with Bakersfield now? Yeah, he is. Yes, he, he is. Over, he was an overager last year with Swift Current. Seven hundred eighty-four thousand and change for the next three years RFA in twenty twenty-one. If you ever want to know how good Stuart Skinner is, at least how he was last year, he came to Swift Current with a pretty bad stat record, had pretty bad line. He beat Carter Hart. Just remember that, okay? I just hate the fact that Ryan Spooner's down in Bakersfield. He cleared waivers. Ty Ratty too. Kakiemi or not Kakiemi? Um. Uh, Kami, uh, Yami Moro, 
guys that played with Connor McDavid this you season. You mean Yamamoto? Yamamoto, sorry, what did I say? Yamamoro. Taylor Yamamoto. Entry level contract, twenty years old. You're getting I mean, eight hundred ninety four thousand and change. And that had that was a Shirelli move. There's no there's no buy committee on that one. Um, man, the Oilers said that I I don't want to say pack it in, but I guess try to ride this course out, ride this wave out, and if you make it, you make it. If not, here's the thing: don't ride on the fact that you made it because it ruined the lease for years. Yeah. Don't ride the fact that you made the first round of the playoffs. Well, here's another thing too. Like, oh, we got playoff revenue. Great, you got playoff revenue. Guess what? You're not going to have next year. Success. The best thing that they can do right now is, as of right now, they can get rid of Cam Talbot. We're going to have to with Koskinen's contract. Cam Talbot or... Wait, does he have one more year left or this is last year? Wait, what? Oh, never mind. Did you lose the page? He is a UFA Okay, so but you don't want to lose him for nothing, right? Cam Talbot... Has to be on the trading block. You have to move. And they also have their 2019 first round pick on the trading block. That's the best now, part. That, now, I love when they now, do that. So they have. Because it's going to be a great pick. The way they're, the way they're playing. A great pick. Dra- a and a, I would say NHL fringe starter. Well, a bring in talent. I, no, I don't. I, no, no, no. I would be, I, no, be I don't like, think so. Be like an LA model. And do a juice cleanse. Yes, and look look at L.A. Trim the fat. Try to see how it goes. I don't know. Well, trim the fat. Bring in guys. I wouldn't guys. compare him to L.A., though. L.A. right now is kind of an... No, L.A. I'm talking about like an L.A. model. Like like an, like an human. Oh, like oh, a person. Oh, like a go to L.A. and get fit type of day. Okay, I thought about yes. the L.A. Kings. I'm like, the L.A. Kings are not a team under my... No, yes, They have the yes. worst goals differential in the league. No. I. What I'm thinking is, yes, get rid of... But I don't think bringing talent, though. Unless you can bring in long-term young talent that's cheaper... That you could keep it cheaper. That's why I'm saying... Michael for... No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, no. We'll get to him in a minute. But the Oilers... They, well, first they, of all, you need to keep Jesse Pugliarby. You got to keep that first round pick. You got to keep Jesse Pugliarby because now the fact that you have Peter Shirelli not willing to just throw him around like a rag doll, keep give him Ka- an opportunity. Why not bring in uh, a few people from Toronto? Casper Kapanen? Connor Brown? Not commenting on this. What do you? What are the okay, younger for, guys? No, but you don't want to fill a team up of players. You want to fill players with potential. I don't. I don't know. I just for some reason Con- Connor McDavid in his brain complains all the time that he doesn't have good enough talent around him. Give Give Connor McDavid Casper Kapanen for if, five minutes. If Dubis trades Kapanen. The city of Toronto will have him by. Will have him in the stocks. No, they won't. Dude, for Kapanen, no, no. You don't they would have him in the stocks for Matthews or Marner or someone or, like that. Or Nylander. You're telling me they're getting rid Yeah. No, you're not going to get rid of Kapanen. I'm not trying to... Uh, before we get... Into, no, we're not. We're stopping now. Get rid of Kapanen. Move on. Just keep back with no, your no, list. No, 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 Because if we get back I with I cry Kapanen, bullshit. If you want to talk about stuff, I want to talk about stuff. I'm not talking about trading Kapanen because that'd be the dumbest move he's made all season. No, it's not. Think about what you'd be getting in. You'd be getting a first round pick. You're investing in the future of the franchise. And then... Kapanen was not a first round pick. Exactly. So you're trading what wasn't a first round pick, brought, and then you bring up his stock, and then you trade that first a first rounder. They have entered the window, Alex. You can't. You, they cannot get rid of Kapanen. He has performed so well. Yes. He's, don't get me. He's great. If but, from from a playing standpoint, I understand that the Toronto Maple Leafs would take a hot a hit for a hot second. No. I'm just saying, they're not. 
in the window. There's no window for the Maple Leafs. You, you spent know- $77 million on John Tavares. You're telling me you're not in the window. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the window isn't in this year slash next year. The window is you have at least 10 years. Because you have... And you, you have you happening. Have, you have Tavares' contract right now. And then you have the remnants of that after. That's your window. And you, you're telling me you'd rather give up Casper Kapanen, who you could sign for an extended period of time. Ten Hopefully years, had a good though. deal just to have a first-round pick that may not turn out. Dude, ten years, though. That's a gamble that the Leafs will someone not take. They, someone they sign that they draft, like, at the next draft, okay? 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old. No, no. Doesn't matter. You're, you're ten a- years from then, from that point, they're going to be 30. Home. That draft pick. Think that's going you to have happen. time. You don't have to jump the gun just because you got JT this year. We're not going to jump the gun, but you got to keep capping it. Alex, I, I, I'm trying it's to... It's one trying, I'm, player. I'm trying... And he's a really good player. If it was, like I said, Connor Brown, okay, that's acceptable. But Casper, getting rid of Casper Kapanen, this ain't getting rid of Josh Levo, Alex. This ain't getting rid of, like, yes, you want to keep Trevor Moore, but, like, you can get rid of him or Mason Martin, whatever, any guys in the Marlies. Casper Kapanen is an important player on this team. You really cannot consider getting rid of him. So is a first-round pick. I'm don't, we don't need a first-round pick. Because here's the thing, Alex. You're considering the fact that the Oilers are going to tank the heck out of it and lose. What if they go on a surge and make the playoffs? That first-round pick turns into pretty much a second-round pick. You do not trade Kapanen for a first-round pick. You don't Kapan- trade Kapanen at all. No, they're not going to go on a playoff surge. You want to know Why? Because it's a cluster, you know what, over there. But they're not, no. The Leafs are not trading Kapanen. The Oilers may trade their, they're not going to trade, they're not going to trade their first round pick. I know what you see on this, everyone's talking, yes, you can use that as a bait to get something, but they're not going to go for a quick fix. They're going to keep the first round pick, they're going to draft, and they're going to maybe, they're maybe sell a couple players. Maybe they sell Lucic. They'll probably sell Talbot. Nobody's going to buy Talbot straight up. Nobody's no, going to buy Lucic straight up. You get him for draft picks. You get him for prospects, prospects and picks, whatever. Okay, but here's the thing, though. Who? Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Columbus Blue Jackets want a new goalie. They want to get rid of Sergei Bobrovsky. Okay, there you go. Fine, Talbot. so then Talbot for Bobrovsky. Straight up, one for one, and then you still have the same problem because Sergei Bobrovsky is that's seven... Why you don't, that's why you don't trade for Bobrovsky, dude. They're not going to do that. But Columbus wants to get rid of him. They want a new goalie. That doesn't, and they mean, Edmonton's get, gonna, that doesn't mean Edmonton's going to take him. Columbus wants a new goalie. Okay, but they're not going to make Edmonton is Where is where is Edmonton as, gonna, as bad as Keith Gretzky's record is, track record is, they're not going to he's not going to You make tell a me trade. a team right now that's shopping for goalies. Not Edmonton. They can't now. Exactly. So they're not going to get rid of Talbot for Bobrovsky. Then how are they going to get rid of Talbot? Tell me. Draft picks. Find a team that find a team that could use a backup. Philadelphia. There's, Philadelphia. Philadelphia doesn't need a backup. Philadelphia. Ottawa, because Craig Anderson may be... If anything, Philadelphia is looking for Bobrovsky. Okay, fine. But I'm just saying, like, you're, Cam Talbot's not going to go to Columbus. There's no Cam way. Talbot's not good enough just to buy him straight up for draft that, picks and stuff like that. If you get it. The league knows that. I, the Edmonton Oilers have a better chance of selling merchandise rights 
or having the Seattle whatever hockey team selling merchandise rights to like have an entire booth dedicated to the Edmonton Oilers every time they come to town for Cam Talbot than them selling it to any other team. Nobody wants Cam Talbot. They're going to have to give him up for nothing. Either that or they're going to have to give up Al Montoya for nothing. They can sign Al Montoya. He's cheap. But they're not going to be able – you're right. They may not be able to move Cam Talbot, but they have to look at it. I don't know how the heck you think Kapanen's going to get traded, but that's just not here or there. I'm not I'm – not, okay, I'm just saying that Kasperi Kapanen, if he were to be traded, would be worth a lot. Yeah, it better and be worth And the Edmonton lot. Oilers – uh, this is all hypothetical. I'm not saying this is actually going to happen, Tyler. That's where your problem is. Well, I'm trying you're to figure out where you're trying to think of where it's a good idea. It's a good I- idea for the Edmonton Oilers. That's what I'm talking about. But they wouldn't. Go I'm at- not talking about what's best for the Leafs because this is not a quote unquote Leafs centric podcast. The people in Edmonton are smart enough to realize that they're not getting capping unless they're giving up a lot. A first round pick. <laughs> first round pick, probably Jesse Pugliarvi. Uh, you have to throw Cam Talbot in the trade for no good reason other than the fact that he'd probably back up uh, Anderson. And I would consider possibly taking Caspin it. or Kapanen is not worth that much. Well, guess what? That's If I'm Kyle Dubas, that's what I'm asking for. Yeah, because you're unreasonable. Hey, you want a player? Up that price up. How desperate are you? That's how it works. That's how the trade... That's why, that's why you see... People pay a lot of money in free agents. People give up a lot to get one player in trade. Because what, what, what you just did right there with like... Pull Yarvey, first round pick, Cam Talbot, and then Whatever maybe else. two other things. Ryan Spooner, sure, throw him in there. He could he could help the Marlies Calder Cup run. Dude, that's like McDavid talk. Who cares? Hey, you want a good Casper player? Kapanen, you want a good player? You're gonna give up a lot. Casper Kapanen is a fringe second line player. The Leafs gave up a second round pick for Tomas Pekanis and Brian Boyle in consecutive seasons. That's how dumb the trade deadline is. That's just how it works. You get too much for too little. That's how it happens every year. It ha- there's no, that, there's never been, the exception of Peter Shirelli making one-for-one one trades in the summertime, there has been no trade where you're trying to get one player that has been a lot. Talking about trades, Michael Furland. Thank goodness we're moving on from that. I'm just saying, Casper Kapanen would be worth a lot. He would be. Not as much as you say, but not a lot. For, but he'll fill I'm saying what I would give up for him. Michael right. Furland, though. What I would ask for him. Is he trade bait? Yes, but how? For, how? for how much? Well, see, he's having a great year. He's having a good year. Can you pull up the stats? I also want to make sure I get my numbers right on this uh, one. I'm going to look for up. For a bad Carolina, well, for, uh, let's be honest, not a, good, not a good Carolina team. He's having a pretty solid season. Michael Furland, 1.75. Uh, this year, and he's a UFA next year, 26 years old, and he can play both wings. What's a, uh, no, stats, please. I Well, I wanted to look and see how much his contract was for. That's what I was looking at. He's making uh, a little bit more than... Uh, I well, literally just said. 1.75. Make, oh, for about, because Sebastian now is in his entry-level deal. I'm about to say, like, how is he making more? That's why. Same for Andre Sveshnikov. Um, okay, so career total... 55 goals, but this year alone he's got 13 goals, 12 assists for a grand total of 25 points. He's got a plus six with... And he plays a very tough game, too. Plays a very, very tough game. Well, yeah, he's got uh, 31 penalty minutes with a 
Wow. Well, it's, he's gotten those recently, too. They're, I mean, he had like three, fi- three fights in the last six games, something like that. Yeah. Uh, 103 Who's shots. Who's Titans dead? 103 shots on goal. Um, three game winner goals. Okay, you don't have to go for the whole stat line. But long story short, he's having a better year this year. Which Average is- time on ice is 14 minutes and 54 seconds. Sheesh. Hey, let's be honest. He'd be a great depth player for a team. Here's the problem, though. If he keeps his pace up, he's making $4 million for no reason on the fact that he had one good season. I mean, let's be honest. I, I just want- let's, let's be happy that William Carlson had a really good seat and started to really pick up his play because him betting on himself was going to look really bad because it looked like he was playing the way he was when he was in Columbus. As a Carolina fan, can we just sign him for $2 million, please? No, because you want to know why? Agents. Okay, how about 3.5? That's or three, so, or three. How about three? How about three? Just three flat. Hey, you know, but here's the thing. Tommy Dundon, your boy Tommy Dundon's all, we're going to get everything. We're just trading everything, trading everyone, whatever you want to do. I don't care. Who knows? Justin Falk's going to be a great trade bait. Dougie Hamilton's going to be a great trade No! Leave Dougie Hamilton out of this. He's going, buddy. No, he's not. Trevor Van Dream's like, Leave him alone. How about Calvin DeHaan? Why not just get rid of the team and have the Charlotte Checkers play the final remaining games for the Carolina Hurricanes? Why not, Alex? Have some fun. Have Nedzelvich be your starting goaltender because Scott Darling sure as heck won't. Now you're just talking crazy. Hey. See, uh, this is why I said, once you get into Peter Shirelli, you're going to be dead for the rest of the episode. You're going to be talking crazy talk. Tommy, Crazy talk. Hey, I'm talking Tommy Dundon talk, buddy. No, you're not. Tommy Dundon is more reasonable than you. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. I have a brain. I at least have some hockey knowledge. I'm not just thinking, hey, this guy's got better stats, I think. Right on line once, right on a dead spin. Here um, we go. Furland, 1.75. And if he keeps his play up and he gets traded to a team, has a good playoff run, he's making $4 million, and he's going to have three points next season. That's so, just the way the game is going. So what you're telling me. You have me, a hair hanging from your chin. Probably. A lot. Like, it's not yours. Okay, there you go. So what you're telling me is Wayne Simmons or Michael Furland, straight up. The player no, that Wayne Simmons is not going to go to a non-playoff team. Michael Furland. So we have You're Wayne Simmons a, now versus what Wayne what. So we have Michael Furland now versus what Michael Furland will be. No, I because here's the problem. Furland's having a great year. Would he be better on a good team? Possibly. Well, here's the thing. Wayne Simmons is also having a good year. A good year on a bad team. Exactly. That's why he's going to go to a playoff team that can. It's going to give up a lot for him. Carolina's not going to give Philly anything. So what you're telling Why me... Why would you trade... So like, you're telling me that Pulley RV and a first-round pick for Wayne Simmons. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and I'm sorry. Well, I'm so- I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm, sorry, Peter, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. First-round first, first round pick and Cam Talbot. I don't know. For Peter, Wayne Simmons. I don't know if Peter Shirelli... Oh, no, and just Pulley RV. I don't know if... Well, no, Shirelli's you can't, not there. You can't say Shirelli anymore. I don't know no, what Shirelli no, would no, do. No, I'm, I don't know what... Sh- no, that's something Shirelli would do. It would be a small lot for just Wayne Simmons. But now... The way Edmonton's looking, I don't. You're, and you said not. They don't want to have a quick fix. Wayne Simmons' contract's up at the end of this year. You're not going to go for that. Same thing with Furland. Why would you Simmons want Simmons needs to take pay cut, but he's not going to. No. Why not? Why would you? I'm talking Unless you're su- playing for success. For success. Well, going to Edmonton is not going to be a team you take a pay cut for. Why? Because there's going to be not a whole lot of success. I don't think they're going to have that quick of a turnaround. Carolina, they're going to get Michael Furland. But dude, there's okay. I'm I'm gonna re-pull up Edmonton Oilers cap friendly. Don't do it. It's not good. I know. That's why I'm saying. But I'm saying going. They, I I just said they're not gonna do a quick fix. They will not be able to sign Wayne Simmons for what he wants because he's gonna be making more than 
was it three point four four fifty one thousand three hundred seventy one dollars in cap space? How much? Is it, how many? I don't. I, I don't care about. The, no, we're done talking about the Oilers because I already talked enough about them. Oh, we're talking we're about trying, trades. We're trying to. I thought we we're selling Michael Furland here. You made the jump ship to Wayne Simmons because you think somehow Wayne Simmons coming to Carolina is going to save the Carolina Crusades, whatever. Hey, he's a solid player. And you think Carolina's puts actually, up points. You're right. And he fights. All right. You think he's going to. So suck. why do we need to get rid of Michael Furland? Because guess what? You get it. You're going to get assets for him. You're selling high. You're going to get a lot in return. But Michael Furlan's literally the same player as Wayne Simmons. He just looks a little different. Here's the thing. Some team's going to buy He's got a smaller nose. What I'm saying is someone's going to buy Michael Furland for a lot, and they're going to be very disappointed next year when he doesn't have the same performance this year. They're going to pay him $4 million to do nothing. It's going to be a Lucic deal, but dumbed down a little bit. So then why just, just keep him? Because teams want to win the Stanley Cup now. I don't know who is going to pick him up. I don't know who would really want to use you a see, player this like is that. Why, this is why I think teams that do that, they're like, I want to win the cup now. They're stupid. They're dumb. They don't plan things correctly. And it's it's also partially, it's partially the player's fault. Because here's the thing. The player's fault? You yes. Mean the management's fault. No, player's fault. Because as, as like if I were a GM and I planned out Next year's, like, expenditures. Player, like... I'm just saying, certain players make too much. And if you want to win, you have to have players taking pay cuts. That way you have a lot of good... A lot of good players. Yes, they're going to make a little bit less money, but they're going to win. Yes. Don't you want to win? You want to know why Connor McDavid took $12.5 million? Because he knew he was going to lose. Exactly. So, exactly. So why would anyone want to go to freaking Edmonton? Are we talking about trade? Trades are forced things, dude. So yeah, so so Carolina's yeah. going to make a trade, right? Yeah. For Pulley-Arvey, no, Cam Talbot. Okay. Carolina, I, okay, Tommy Dundon is crazy, but I, I'm not sending Michael Furlan to a team that is going to give up. Like I said, yes, go to Edmonton because why not? But they're not going to... Edmonton's not going to go for Michael Furlan. You got to look at teams like I'm not saying Tampa, but maybe Pittsburgh could use Michael Furlan. Uh, Columbus is in a spot they could try to make it. There's two. Boston Minnesota, could. Minnesota, why not? Boston. Yeah, Boston, why not? I don't think Edmonton's going to do anything. But if, if you're looking at Furlan, I'm really interested to see where he's going to go and how much he's going to get signed for. Because, like Boston I said, God. will he have one good year? And then make four million dollars and never have a good year ever again. He's not going to complain about it. Like I made, you know, four million dollars over four or five year span. Yeah, but take here, that one to the bank. Here's another thing, though. But but like, Boston's not selling anybody. No, you wouldn't sell anybody. You'd sell garbage picks and everything else. No, but you wouldn't sell players. Duh. I mean, as of right now, you probably lose Chris sh- Wagner straight up. Boston has four point one and million dollars in change. So they could pay for Michael Furlan next year. but Because they'd be losing a couple players, too. Oh, but dude. Why would Boston want to trade any picks? They're stacked. Because they have picks in their bag and they can use them if they want? 2019, round one, round two, round three. They, have, uh, they traded away their original round four pick, but they have the Rangers pick. 
They have their round five, round six, and they have the Rangers' seventh pick. 2020, right. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, straight up. 2021, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, so they're straight base, up. So they're basically like everyone else, whatever. They just have they have one pick around, okay, whatever. What I'm trying to say is you can get rid of stuff. And I don't know if, I don't know if Don Tweeney is going to really want to go for it. I don't think he's going to go for it, get rid of a couple picks for Michael Furlan. But you never know. Teams will, teams will buy stuff. Okay, at fine. The dine, at the deadline. Okay, fine. Carolina. Okay, if I was Carolina right now, and I'm 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 trying to look for, for someone to replace Furland because obviously you need a roster spot, and then you need more. Then again, I actually have to think. I keep saying it, and you're gonna keep hate me keep saying it, but I I don't know what Tommy Dundon thinks. He just probably wants to get something in return. Would you want a player like Michael Furland? I don't know what you're gonna get that from Boston. I don't know if you're gonna get that from. Yeah, heck, the Islanders may buy Furland for all we know. No, you nope. know what I want for Furland? I want, I want twenty. I want a twenty nineteen pick, a twenty twenty pick, two seventh round picks coming up, and then side of price. And then also, mm, oh God, his his name sucks to say. He's defenseman. Matt Grelchik? Oh, Grelchik, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Because I'm not getting McAvoy. I'd love to get McAvoy. You ain't getting McAvoy I'm not getting unless McAvoy. you're giving up something else in return. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's Trade deadline's a dumb time of year. It's a fun time of year. I'm just surprised that Michael Furland's being looked at with so much regard. Obviously, if you're going, for it, if you're going oh, for it for this goodness. year, if you're going for it for this year, absolutely. But if you want to look ahead in the future, hey, yay, yay, you're going to be paying a lot for little. Very little. You're trying to count here. I can tell. And moving on. I, I mean, technically, Carolina could get Charlie McAvoy. No, it would not be worth it. Because Michael Furland and Dougie Boston, Hamilton. Again, Alex, Boston. Wouldn't, no, because they tried Dougie Hamilton. Remember how that worked out? Did they? Yeah. He went, yes. Yes, he did. But why would, you want to, why would you get rid of Charlie McAvoy? No good reason, absolutely, whatsoever. Moving on. But I want him. Who cares? Guess what? Carolina's not a playoff Kay. team. They may not be next year. They may be. They may not be. They're still a fringe team. I don't think they have the talent yet, nor the depth, nor the experience. Moving on. Okay. Um, so at least one last night. Do we really want to talk about this? I just want to kind of go a little funny fact here. Okay, the, the Washington Capitals have are sucking right now. seven straight games. They're sucking right now. Seven straight. And I can't really bag on them because I were bagging on them. If the Leafs had lost last night... This show would have a whole different mindset to it. Leafs won, going get a win and go in the break, dominate Washington. But with the loss last night, Washington's seventh straight loss, they have allowed three, uh, at least six goals in three straight games. They allowed eight goals a couple nights ago. They allowed seven the night before playing the Leafs against San Jose in overtime loss, and allowed six last night to the Leafs. They are the first team, to me, the second team, since ni- the 1995 Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, They've allowed six goals in three straight games. The team to do them right before that, the San Jose Sharks, who they defeated or they lost to in overtime the night before. They had allowed six, six, and six. It's kind of bad, I know. Just leave it be. Um, and San Jose's been What's on a slide, What's wrong with Belzebub? What? What's wrong with Belzebub? No, uh, whatever. Um, so that means if San Jose and Washington both give up six goals in their first game back, they both tie the record. For the most games have allowed six straight goals or six. Ah, goals. yes, I hold the record for sucking the most in the littlest amount of time. Hey, London Knights have the worst record in the history of the CHL. 
And that's they, not a good record to hold. I think three went three sixty something. Oh god, I have to look it up again. The nineties, man. It was going. It was a weird time. Uh, but I, I'm not saying Washington's being bad, but Hopi hasn't looked good. Ovechkin, Ovechkin had to go on concussion protocol last night because him and Oshie are running into each other. Well, yeah, he ran into Oshie and then he basically killed him with a slap shot. Oh gosh, yeah, in the third period, that was oh. yeah, the when Tom Wilson got destroyed by JT. Oh yeah, John Tavares standing up for Freddie Anderson, knocking Tom Wilson down. Who the heck are you? What's your name? Tom Wilson? Wilson? Sit that- down. Get out of here. Slap. Knocked him down, silly. Yeah, there's Washington and San Jose are a couple of teams that really need this playoff, the all-star break. And obviously San Jose going to be at home, be a, you know, have it in their home crowd, the pavilion, even though it could have been in Detroit, but whatever. I, you know what? I always bash on Detroit. Hey, I still say it. Give it to them. Um, we'll talk about the all-star game more later. Montreal is looking good, too. Carey Price is looking well, even though he's taking time off of the all-star game, taking a, a one-game suspension. Well, yeah, the, I mean, the Mo- he, played, was- he played phenomenal last night. Dude, Arizona... Oh, gosh, Arizona's four. They were four points out last night in a playoff spot. Or no, this no, they were two points out. If they had won, they would have tied. They would have been right behind Dallas because I think, or no, Colorado, because Colorado would have the tiebreaker. Yeah. But Arizona looked really good last night against Montreal. If Carey Price didn't play well last night, Montreal would have lost. Dude. And, of course, Gallich got his goal called back uh, in the third period. would have tied the game. So, <laughs> Arizona. Here's, here's the thing about Montreal. They're doing good. They're doing exactly what they need to. First spot in the wild card. Domi's playing well. Tater's playing well. No, Tomas. Ta-ta! I don't care. He's still Tater. Tater! Tater salad from Grand Rapids, Michigan. No, he's, he's, he's from, this, I think he's, he's Slovakian. He, he, I, I know, but still. <laughs> played, played for Grand Rapids, yes. Played for Grand Rapids, Michigan. He got Michigan. a Gordie hat trick in a game seven. <laughs> Talking about Grand Rapids, did you, did you see that video I sent you on Facebook? Which a one? Patterson ice runner? What about it? Did you watch it? Which one you said? Did you tag me in? Yes, oh. I tagged you in something. I'll look it up later. But keep no, going. no, look it up now while I'm talking. Carey Price. We've been talking about all season. Carey Price needs to be like the Carey Price that he used to be, especially with the deal that he's on. Uh, I want to pull up his number real quick of uh, how much he's actually making. City, the thing, the Barstool Sports thing. Yep. That was at Patterson. Yep. No, it was not. Yes, it was. Holy cow, it is it Patterson. I didn't watch because I wasn't dumb enough. Why? Dude, I don't know. But that, all I'm saying, that's a Davenport player. Yikes. Was it? No. Hold on. Yeah, it is. No, you keep go, What's Carey Price's line? Carey Price is $10.5 million off the board. I can't see his contract. No, that's Forest Hills uh, Northern Eastern kid. You can tell by the socks. Not a Are you sure? Player. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. But needless to say, Carey Price, he's getting to the point where he's like, huh, okay, guess he's, I guess he's worth 10.5. Ah, uh, for now. For now. He's got a lot of contract left. He's still got a lot of contract left, but he's he's doing what we've asked him to. But we, that's what we said. And, if, and, if, and, he, and, if he's, he can drag this team into a playoff spot. Well, not, but, but here's the thing. He's not he's not doing it alone. Max Domi, since being traded, he's been doing fantastic. They won 2-1 to one last night. 
I'm just, I'm, I'm keeping, I understand. Yes, they haven't put up. I'm talking in performance. Producing. I'm not, I'm talking about, I'm not necessarily talking about wins versus loss. I'm just talking about performance. They have looked they better. They look better. Yes. They're skating better. The team, it, it, can I say that they just don't look like the Montreal Canadiens two we, years ago? No, two years ago was a team that won the division. Or was it one year? Ago? You're thinking last year. Last year. There you go. They aren't the team that they were last year. The team in 2017, 2018. So because, technically like two years ago. Because Carey Price is playing better. Max Domi. And then you got well, Tomas. Yeah. Doing good. Yes. And Shea Weber still has a shot. And Killing people. Yep. So I I'm, I'm, that's the kind of barn part you have. You know, you have like Boston in the first half season for Toronto and Buffalo more or less in the second half. And now you're going to have Montreal. It's kind of spread throughout, spread out through the entire season. I mean, it's interesting to see what I, I'm – hey, right now I think it would be a Montreal-Toronto series in the playoffs. Now, wouldn't that be fun? Dude, can, can they just like every I single mean, game – can every single game just – can they wear just like a different heritage jersey? Is that possible? Can just wear like happen? old sweater, like have the 67 sweater and then the hat, yes. Montreal hats. The Montreal, the Montreal, Montreal has to go so far back because they've had the same sweater since I'm pretty sure 1948. The Montreal sweaters where they have uh, the leaf in the middle. You mean the blue? Oh gosh, yeah, have them wear the blue ones and just confuse out of everyone at home and all. Yes. The no, we may as well have them play Tampa. Um, but yeah, I like Montreal. The way they're playing, they're gonna they're, they're a fun team. The Atlantic's getting a little tougher. I like it. Sure, Florida, Detroit, and Ottawa fall off a cliff, but Buffalo Buffalo's really struggled, but we won't we won't get too far into them. You know what's not tough though? People deciding who is the unanimous first pick. Ah, yes, Central Scouting Rankings. They put up their thingamabobbers. Now, I'm just saying. This is still this is still Jack Hughes's draft. By far. There's nobody that can touch him. Jack Hughes is gold. I love looking at these because I mean that's that's the best part about me doing my job now with Puck seventy seven is following more prospects, following uh, this the Canadian. Do you get paid league. for that? Huh? Do you get paid for that? No, right now, no. You should. Right, maybe yeah, you know. Hey, it's just hey, we just started out. Dude. We started what two months ago, um, or three months ago. I I love looking and so let's go kind of go down. We'll go over the top. Uh, want to do top ten or top five? Top five. I'll, I'll do some notables for sure. Or it's just not so, even just top ten, just like so let's look people that we see. So, Jack. Because like, I, I don't want to do more than like five minutes for this one. Right. Um, so, we have... Uh, Obviously, Jack Hughes. Well, Jack Hughes, yes. He plays for the U18 team. He's been... Just, it's It was predetermined. It was like, hey, he's going to be the guy. And he's torn up with the team. He had, had Despite being hurt in the World Juniors, had a pretty good tournament. Uh, Kirby Doc and Dylan Cousins, uh, Cousins for, uh, Saskatoon and Lethbridge and WHL, they've been tearing up that league. Kirby, I mean, they're not, their teams may not be the greatest around them, but they are going to probably take them into a deep end in the playoffs, just those two alone, because that's how junior hockey will work. Ryan's, uh, Ryan Suzuki is listed at 10. And it's funny because I watched Suzuki play, and he shows so much of his brother, but then some. Which is, exactly. Which makes me really well, curious. Well, where, where is Suzuki right now? And he, um, Nick, Nick's, Nick, yeah. got, Nick just got traded to Guelph, which Guelph is Guelph's gonna go for it. And they're gonna flame out so bad. Um, sorry, I was talking with um, that's Anderson about it earlier. Ryan Suzuki plays for Barry, fast, Aren't quick. They, isn't this both their draft here? 
No, Nick got drafted. No, Nick got drafted in 2017 by oh, Vegas. Oh, oh. Remember, he got drafted Vegas, but then he got traded. Hey, Vegas fans. No, 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 no. Nick Suzuki got traded for the. He was in the Patrietti trade with Tatar. So he's with Arizona, Montreal, Montreal. Right. Oh, he. There was rule because remember there was rumor that Vancouver he was at, had the Sedins. Montreal can have the Suzukis, dude. No, because I don't. Please, Mon, Montreal's pick's not going to be that good. Please, I trade for the trade for the pick. Trade for the pick. Get Suzuki. Have the two. He's Suzukis. a good player. Stretch that. He's a great player. He's I, got a lot of potential. Uh, Raphael Lavoy from. Mount if I had a pick, for, I'd oh, put him. I'd put him at like at least third. In my eyes, from what I've well, seen. Well, here's the thing. You have to first of all, you're gonna have to jump. A, you have to jump Kirky Docks, Dylan Bowes. Uh Alex Turcott is. He had an incredible World Junior tournament as well. Don't He'll be care. someone off the pass. Uh, Tom Tries having a good one, but then of course you look in the European rankings. You have Capicaco, Capicaco, excuse me, Capicaco, uh, from Finland who. One Finland, the World Junior Gold. So Casper Kapanen, pretty much. He will definitely be up there. So he's uh, going to get traded to Edmonton. Okay. Um, Alex Vlasic got another one. We got another Vlasic coming in. Yep. Uh, Soder, Victor Soderstrom. Nolan playing Foot. over Sweden. He's really good. Uh, Nolan Foot. Let's look. At, I want to look at the goaltenders here. Who do they have? I don't care about the fucking Ooh, goalies. Uh, Hunter Jones from Peterborough. He's been looking really good. Mad Sogard. Mad Sogard. I felt so bad him for him playing <laughs> for the Danes in the tournament. He got lit up so bad, but he's still one of the best goaltenders in the WHL. I'm looking at North American goaltenders. Hunter Jones is number two. Spencer Knight, the U18 goaltender. Um, he's number one. Uh, let's see here. Who else we got here? Dustin Wolf. Wow, Dustin Wolf's that far back. He's having an incredible year like that. European goaltenders. Oh, of course, Pierre Kachnikov. Catch, dude, he was just just ridiculous in the tournament for Russia. He, he had, I think he had like a sub one or like a little over a one goal against average in the tournament. Um, he's leading the European goaltenders. I love looking at these just because I'm like, all right, who do I see? First, it's always great because people are like, oh, yes, Jack Hughes is so good. And I'm like, all right, can you name anyone else on the list? Can you talk about Alex Vlasic? Can you tell me how good uh, Shane Pinto is going to be from Tri-City? Of course, the USHL does not get enough love here in the United States because that's, you know, that's just how the market is for some areas, which is weird because if you go out Midwest, it's all junior hockey and out like the great Plains all junior hockey, but yeah, draft. I mean, it's still going to be Jack Hughes. Number one, giving something crazy happening. Ryan Suzuki. Number two, it's a bold statement. You're almost saying the break. He's going to do the break a Chuck and jump over a better player like Philip Zadina. <laughs> but, hey, good. Um, so anyways, yes, we have the All-Star game coming up here this weekend. We should have talked. We mentioned that earlier in San Jose at the, uh, the oh, that's not the HP Pavilion. It's the SAP Pavilion, the SAP Pavilion. Um, Alex, you found something pretty interesting. I saw this about this, too. Yeah, okay, so. The gold puck's coming back. No, it's not. Well, yeah, it did. Well. It did. Wait, what? The glowing puck. It was on NBC broadcast. Or at least it was set to. I hope not. I never want no, to see that. No, it did. I never want to see that ever again. You wonder why, you wonder if, why I don't. If it didn't actually happen, it was supposed to be... Uh, it was on NBC broadcast for the one of the LA games. Yeah, because I knew no one would be watching it. Anyways. Now, the NHL is trying to do something which... I think personally is astonishing. 
do you have the link pulled up? Yes, like I you, do. So you see like the concept picture. So the concept is during like they're trying to do this test or whatever during the All-Star weekend. And basically how you have it is it pops up on your phone, kind of like a Snapchat filter, like one of the ones where it's like a set thing, but you can still see like through your camera. And what it'll have is it'll have on the ice, like have the ice surface, and it will have each player on the ice in real time being tracked. Because they're all microchipped and as is the puck. Correct. So it'll show like what the speed of the puck is going at all times. So that's passing, shots, all that sorts of stuff. 165 kilometers an hour. And you'll also be able to see how fast the players are going. And then you could click a player and be like, this player has played 15 minutes this game. He's got two shots on net. And he's... Shea Weber's average speed is a whole 2.5 kilometers. And he's got an assist. Like, he'll, they'll show you game stats, you know, stuff like that. So they'll be watching the game without watching the game, sort of. Kind of like how, well, I mean, like, 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 kind of like NASCAR. Like how they have, like, the race tracker kind of thing. Yeah, they follow them around, yeah. 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 So it'd be like this. It'd be like that, but way cooler. And more, well, it's going to be a lot more difficult. Because NASCAR is easy, because obviously they go around in a circle. You just follow the car around, whatever. But players, you're able to track them in real speed, in real time. As long as they have, like, a chip, like in their helmet or something. Uh, pants, maybe. No, no, that'd be... I, see, here's the thing about... Uh, maybe. I don't know why. I don't maybe know put why. it in, like, the tailbone area? Maybe. Yeah, or up there. Because it doesn't have to be huge. It's going to get... Cr- here's the funny thing, though. We're going to spend so much money on those things, and those things are going to get crushed almost every other night. I, should put, like, I don't know. Chips nowadays, they can make them really durable. Like, here's the ones the thing, that they make for if, the military? If, if I'm a player... Well, yeah, maybe. But if, like, if I'm a player, if I have to alter my equipment to put a chip in, I'd be like... I don't uh, think nope. you have to, because they're small. Hopefully. I'd hope so. And I think some of them have, like, bulletproof polyurethane plastic, something like that. I don't know. Thank goodness you're not a scientist. You're just a, you're just a business, business analyst. At least I'm trying to finish my degree. <laughs> ha! Gotcha. I didn't have a degree at that point. I went there to play hockey and drink beer. Yeah. A lot more liquor than beer, but nonetheless. And then you went to Canada to play hockey and drink beer. And liquor. <laughs> and where are you now? Alberta Premium, buddy boy. Oh, that was some good stuff. Now you're sitting downstairs with me talking about hockey. Hey, hopefully that game doesn't get canceled tomorrow. I have to call. Hey, I'm broadcasting at least. I'm trying to do something. Um, but yeah, so I guess they're going to they're gonna try to do the testing during the All-Star uh, break. Because obviously that's just really good. Because then, think about it this way. They can even... Isolate players, like during the hardest, sh- like Eric the Carlson. hardest shot competition, or like uh, like the puck handling See, one not, where I'm they. Not, I'm not too curious about what they do during the skills competition because whatever, dude, it's one. Well, that's thing at when a time. they're gonna if they test it in the pants but or something. They're gonna test it in the game though too, which is gonna be interesting because obviously there's gonna be no physical contact, so don't have to worry about getting broken because nobody's gonna be hitting. Um, I just want to see how it looks, and I I'm not sure. I think they've they posted on I think how they're gonna try to do it. I'm curious whether or not it actually works. Um I'm not quite I'm not quite sure exactly what's gonna happen. Uh, I'm excited for so it. So Kenny Albert's gonna be calling the game. Uh he'll be calling the Kenny Albert of uh, works for NBC Sports will be calling the call the puck and player tracking heavy telecast on NBC Sports app and online. Um he was of course he was the guy that worked with um Fox in the 90s, so he kind of knows all about the glow puck. And he said, quote, we live in an age, 
of information overload and people want stuff like ice time and miles per hour on a shot, for example, or how fast players skating. I have two teenage daughters and I don't think anybody is that gener in that generation now just sits there and watches TV. They want information whether it's looking at their phone, their iPad, their computer, and there's so much information out there, which is interesting because that is true. Very true. I mean, I can sit there and watch a hockey game. I can sit there and watch a hockey game. I can sit there and watch a baseball game. I can sit there and watch, just sit there and watch. Yes, commercial breaks in between plays. Yeah, I take a look at my phone. But you're not going to watch the game on your phone, are you? While the game's in front of you. Well, no. I mean, I hope I mean, I mean, hope not. I, I, that's what kind of what I got from when he said it. Um, I mean, you could. Like, you could be watching the game and then, because you don't have all the stats. So you could have the game on the TV, and then on your phone you have the thing that's like, huh, Jake Gardner's on the ice. I wonder how many minutes he's been playing. Clicks Jake Gardner on your screen. Oh, he's been playing uh, five minutes already. Right. No, I mean, exactly. Yeah, that, I mean, of course, there's that stuff. But you look at that stuff online, though, too. I think they kind of want to see it watched in real time, which would be which would be cool. You see, but here's the thing. As a, ca- like said, as a, as a casual fan, it has to be entertained. You can't just like, oh, I wonder well, how... Would you want to watch the game, though, if you're a casual fan? No, I'm... I mean, lo- looking up stats and stuff like that. I don't want to go on my phone. That's why I don't think. That's why I think you lose the casual fan. Right, because you can't look up real time stats. Yes, you can. Like right from the game. Yeah. Yes, you do. Okay. You have so, time so on ice. You have. You have where? shots per NHL. You have the NHL app. Yeah. That's pretty much where you get it from. For real, they probably do updates, but it's not like real time, real time, if like you, second for second. If you like, you refresh the page, it will. But the, this they have, is they have real the clock. Time. They have what the they're cl- trying to do. I mean, you go on your, you go on the app nowadays. You have the penalty, penalty time. You have who took the penalty, whatever. It has who's on the ice. If your phone's slow, I mean, that's your problem. You get a different service provider. So they, so it updates. It's not like this where it's real time and I can see like how fast they're going. Yes, correct. Exactly. But I, I and I don't think the casual fan, the casual fan, hey, this is pretty cool, but not like their religious folly. Now, if you're gonna have all the uh, the analytics out there, they're gonna be like, you know, like Ian Tullock and those guys, they're gonna lose their minds. They're gonna think this is the greatest thing in the world. I'm indifferent about it. I think it's cool they're trying something new. Hey, we talked about trying to make the All Star game interesting. This definitely heightens the interest on it. Now, whether or not it'll take off, I don't know. It may. May, they may try it. The glow puck only lasted, what, three or four years? So, I actually forgot that lasted in years. That's right. Jeez. The 90s was weird, man. <laughs> That's all I can go off on that. But, no. Uh, predictions. We should say who did and what. Um, let's see here. Well, they don't really have, we don't really want to talk about the skills competition because they don't have the lineups, quote unquote, for that yet. So, so how do you want to do this, well, predictions wise? Well, I guess let's pick who's going to win it. East, done. Well, okay. Thank you, Alex. It's the four-division format. Okay, the Atlantic, done. Uh, on what merit? They have a good team. Okay, that's all you got? I mean, think about it. Yeah, they have if, a great talent, but you were, all, you were losing your mind over the Pacific Division when we looked up the rosters. Well, yeah, because they have a good team as well. However, they don't have the Atlantic team. So you think the Atlantic beats the Pacific? Yes, I'm not very specific. Very specific on the Pacific. I think the Pacific beats the Central pretty handily just because there's older players in the Central Division. And the Atlantic, well, Metro could beat the Atlantic, but I think I the Atlantic think so. went a close one, and I think Pacific beats the Atlantic. Why? Because Elias Pedersen will be having too much fun out there, and it will end poorly for everyone playing against them. So I'm going to go with yeah, Pacific beating the Atlantic. Hmm. Okay. 
Moving on. Moving on. Uh, but so you're the one supposed to be making transitions here. You're the now, host. This is your show, quote unquote. I mean, it doesn't feel like my show, but whatever. The Professional Hockey Writers Association released this morning at 8 a.m. Was it this morning? I thought it was yesterday. It was this morning. Okay. Uh, they released, well, they probably released it like to the public yesterday, but they, on their own page. Well, CJ texted me, told me, uh, you know, he had a lot of good stuff. Last Nobody night. texts you. You're nothing, bud. Shut up. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. this morning. The 2018. Wait, Eastern or Pacific? Eastern. Oh. Moton. Oh, snap, crackle, and pop. 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. So 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Oh. 6 a.m. Pacific Time. People in Vancouver waking up to work. The midseason NHL Had to put their NHL contacts in to figure awards. this stuff out. I don't have the list because apparently Alex won't give me the... Well, I could look this up, but I'm curious. I want to I be left in the dark. Correct, because you're going to be the one guessing. The Hart Trophy. Nikita Kucherov. Actually, I think I saw CJ tweeted this. Okay, here we go. Uh, Nikita Kucherov for the Hart. Okay. Am I right? You, yep, you're correct. Nikita Kucherov winning with Johnny Goudreau second and Connor McDavid third. The Norris Trophy. I saw an article on that today. I think Travis Yost wrote about it. Everyone's going to lose their mind over Conor McDavid and the Hart again. But yeah. I don't, now, think, I don't no, think it's like it was last year. The Norris Trophy I told you about with Mark Giordano winning from the Calgary Flames. Just because having a, he's having a terrific year, dude. He's having a year that nobody thought he was going to have. Everyone thought he was past his prime. You know, He's just more or less filling out his contract. He's having an incredible season. He deserves it. Right. Morgan, Morgan Riley was second. Morgan Riley second. And Brett Burns third. Still. Nice. Somehow, whatever. Sure. I'm, hey, he's doing good. <laughs> I don't even care. Sure. The Selkie Trophy. Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're it's right. A, it's every year, dude. Pablo Datuk retired or left. He went to the KHL. Uh, yeah, it's Pop- Patrice Bergeron every single year. Is that why Pavel Datsuk wants to come back? Because he wants his Selkie back. Hey, I want my Selkies. No, it, it, no, he speaks. Sel- he speaks. Sel- he speaks worse English than that, dude. I trust I trust they took uh, what was the commercial they did for LASIK surgery back in the day? Yeah. I t- oh Arma- was it Arm no it wasn't Armani. Um it was something. I thought them too. There's a reason why they had Nick Litstrom who decided to start doing it because uh you need him. <laughs> you need someone else that can speak English. So Patrice Bergeron is uh wins the mid year Selkie with Alexander Barkov second and Mark Stone third. Oh absolutely I like that. I like Barkov. <laughs> Like that. Um, the called who was third? Mark Stone. Okay. Selkie's tough because literally you almost look at plus minus, and that's kind of the worst stat to have. But I think with the analytics stuff like that, you'll see a lot more. Well, yeah. Um, now, next we have the Kolf, blah, 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 the Calder Trophy. The player selected as the most proficient in his first year of competition. Isn't it Pedersen, right? It is Pedersen. Followed up by... Rasmus Dahlin. Oh, I'm trying to guess. Dahlin. Okay. Third pair defenseman, I guess. Why not? Okay, can you guess third? Uh, I was going to probably guess Dahlin third. So that would give it to... Carter Hart! No. Plays for Dallas. Oh, um... Oh, my gosh. Uh, Hoskinen. Heskinen. Uh, Heiskinen. Heiskinen, thank you. Miro Heiskinen. The one that's going to the All-Star game, duh. Yep. Alongside Elias Pedersen. The Lady Bing Trophy. Who's got the least amount of penalty minutes? Um, the player adjudged to have exhibited the best type of sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high li- standard of playing ability. I don't have the list of uh, penalty minutes in front of me, so I'm going to take a wild stab and say... I'll give you a hint. Who does he, no, oh, he, he play for? Plays for the Florida Panthers. Barkov. 
Yeah, okay. Who can you guess second? Trocek. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, he hasn't played at all. No, he's from Leafs. Uh, Matthews? Morgan Riley. Right, because Matthew, Morgan Riley. And then the third really. one from the Calgary Flames. Johnny Gaudreau? No, Sean, Sean Monahan. Okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Now this one. No, the Calgary Flames, if they keep it up with the way like Johnny Hockey, Mark Giordano and all that stuff, dude, they're going to have like the year Dominic Hasek, Michael Pekka, and Ted Nolan all won trophies, whatever, because um, um, they're going to get the Jack Adams too and all that. What? Next one, the Vesna Trophy. Frederick Anderson! No, uh, Andre no he's Vasile- third. Andre Vasilevsky. No, he is not in the top Miko three. Koskinen! Not in the top three. Miko Koskinen isn't? Of course not. He's not in the top three. Who isn't? Do you want to know who's first? No, who's who's not in the top three? Koskinen? I was joking, but okay. Um, no. Uh, or Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky is, not, is not, also not in the not top Bobrovsky. three. It's not Bobrovsky. Is it really Carey Price? Nope. Oh, thank goodness. Not in the top three. Um, who is second? I haven't told you who's first yet. No, I want to know who's second. Who's second is Marc-Andre Fleury. Okay, that... So not Vegas. You're not going to guess who's first. You already guessed who's third. That's Frederick Anderson. I think who's had a better year than Va- Vasilevsky, too? Better than Vasilevsky, Carey and Price, Marc-Andre Fleury, Frederick Anderson, and every other goalie. As thank of, so thank far. you, Alex. That's, how the, You're that's welcome. how the number one better school. You're players. welcome. Everyone else is not as good as him. Um, a judge to be best at his position as a goaltender. It's not Hellebuck. Um, nope. No, I'm not going to guess what you think. I don't. I don't think you will. I'll give give me one more guess because I could just run down the entire team. Okay, one more guess. Oh boy, uh, I'm not. You're not going to get it's it. It's not Calgary. No. David Reddick and Mike Smith are just shite. Um, not Calgary. Not Tuukka Rask. Nope. That's not my guess, by the way. Sorry. He's um, in the West. Oh, gosh, now you're going to uh, Playoff team? Currently? Potentially. Anything's possible. It's not Ben Bishop, is it? Mm-mm. Okay. That's your last gifts. Yeah. What? Give me thinking about... Oh, my God! Oh my God! I won the best out! Whoa! He's like, oh my gosh. How did I think of John Gibson? I feel so ashamed. John Gibson of the Anaheim Ducks, as of right now. Oh, why not, dude? Is being seen as the best goalie in the entire league. Dude, you have to consider. Okay, yes, I know. I didn't guess it, so I'm not going to. Now I'm going to completely defend the fact that I didn't know. John Gibson, Anaheim is tied with Arizona in points. Anaheim should not be close to a playoff spot. But like I said last week, Johnny Gibson is saving this team every game, giving them a reason, putting them in hockey games they shouldn't be even close in. He's standing on his head. That game against Winnipeg, I keep saying it, that should not have been that close. John Gibson is playing like the best goaltender in the league. and he, I don't know if you can make a case for it if they don't make the playoffs, but if they if they squeak in and finish second wild card spot, it's as good as his. There's no question about it. I I. Anaheim is not a good team. If they don't have John, if Jonathan Bernie was still playing goal there, or if Ryan Miller was a starter for Anaheim, they're at the bottom of the league. No question about it. Like, they're worse than Los Angeles. 
but John Gibson is worth six million dollars as of right now. Is that the other? Is that all the other trophies we got here? No, we got a few more. Okay, what else we got? The Jack Adams Award. Uh. Give you a hint. He's in the East. Really? Yep. Um. Two of the number one and number three are in the East. Number two's in the West. Are you sure not? Is that Bill Peters? Bill Peters is second. Really? In the East? Yep. It can't be John Cooper. That's annoying. John Cooper's third. Really? Yep. Why? Tampa is put his... I could coach Tampa. You kidding me? Um, Someone's got to be the strategic guy behind it all. I could be strategic. Kucherov, Stamkos, anyone else want to play with him? Okay, just send them out there. Send three guys with them and fine. Vasilevsky plays well. I look at Golden Goose. Um, in the East, team that should not be there. Oh, Claude Julian. Mm-mm. Really? Barry Trotz of the New York Islanders. Oh yeah, yeah. They've been they've been doing pretty. Yeah, hard. yeah that they, makes they, sense. They've been kind of doing pretty good. Yeah, they're first in the Metro somehow. somehow yeah, somewhere. sure. Wa- Pittsburgh had a really bad start, and Washington's had a really bad... It's because they lost the weight of Jonathan Tavares. Yeah, you listen to the SCP, too. I know. I um, know. But that's why I was... Yeah, good. I like it. That's why I was... Yeah, I, I'm okay. I, li- I agree with that. I mean, shoot, why not? The team was not supposed to be good at all, and they're playing well, and they have goaltending. Robin Leonard, who could be a Ves- who should be a Vesna candidate, at least be in the conversation for... <laughs> he's, been, he's been the Islanders' MVP this first half. Him and Barzell have really led the Islanders, I think through the first half or so. Anything else? The GM of the Year Award. Peter Sherman. Okay. Nope. Um, uh, East or West? Top two are in the West. Number three is in the East. Holy cow. Who's Calgary's GM? Is it Calgary? Mm-hmm. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Brad. Bra- oh, Brad Chilovic. Yes. Traveling. The guy that Tra- I said, Tra- why Tra- would you trade? Why would you fire your coach to get Jeff Glass? Or, no, uh, Brad Traveling. Yes. Uh, so you get Bill Peters for no reason. Anyways, but yeah, I, I like it. Absolutely. That's number one. Number two. What has he really done, though, exception of what, get rid of Dougie Hamilton? I mean, that's a pretty big thing. What, uh, uh yeah. I, GM of the Year Award's kind of fuzzy. But yeah. you pick the team that's playing exceptionally well. I mean. Not necessarily, because number two is Doug Wilson of the San Jose Sharks. Well, he made, he, oh, look at his offseason, dude. That's fair. He flipped Mike Hoffman for draft picks, and he got Eric Carlson. Now, number three, I think, should be number one. What? Personally. You say Kyle Dubas. From the New York Islanders, Lou Lamoureux. Yeah, because, yeah, sure. You you win GM of the Year award because the team that's remained after John Tavares did not sign with you plays well. Yes, you brought in Robin Leonard, but okay. Like that's your big signing. I mean, let's be honest. The team, the team up front, you know, Thomas Bailey, Matt Barzell, they were all there last year. Now, we the, la- the we have two more. Uh, the next one is the Rod Langway Award, which is defenseman who best excels in the defensive aspect of the game, aka what the Norris Trophy should be. Mark Giordano, right? He is second. It can't be Eric Carlson. He's not on the list. Um, Matthias Eckholm is first. I like that. With number third Very being, solid defenseman. With number third, or the third one being Victor Hedman. 
Who's Ekholm, number two? Ekholm, Giordano, Hedman. All right, Giordano, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm okay with it. <laughs> now. Well, Giordano's putting up points this year. Can we all just look at that aspect? Well, he is. He's got a cannon. Is that why he's not number one? Because he's actually scoring? Yeah, I guess. The last one we have is the Comeback Player of the Year Award. All right, now You let's just think. said his name in the past minute. Giordano? Nope. Oh, Eric Carlson. Uh, after that. Talking about Lou Lamarillo. Oh, uh, Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard. Oh, gosh. I, dude. Can you guess the next two? Eric Carlson? <laughs> nope. One is in the Atlantic. One is in the Central. John Tavares! No. No. No, I'm not going to have Think, think like, Buffalo. Really? Jeff Skinner? Jeff Skinner of the Buffalo Sabres. Because he got put on a better team! Number three from the Minnesota Wild. It's not Dubnik. Zach Parise. Oh, yeah, he's having a pretty good year, yeah. Always forget. Minnesota's so weird because like you never hear anything about them, and then like, oh yeah, they're they're good. Um, but yeah, that, they're that, third in the central. Uh, I like yeah, Robin Leonard. Yeah, and if he keeps it up this year, he'll definitely get it because, dude, the, the way he ended everything ended in Buffalo, and of course the Players Tribune article came out, and now he's having an incredible season. The Islanders took the job away from Thomas Grice. I I I'm, I, I love it. I love it. He's a good, really good player. I like him. That being said. I think that's it. I think it is. It's time to end the show. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening once again. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Keel Podcast. Using if you want to spell our last name, look at the thing you're watch- listening to, listening, watching, whatever. If you're watching your phone while listening to us, sure. I mean, it's we a- talked about the sports. It's all to your prerogatives. I mean, to each their own. But uh, do you listen with your eyes? In that case, you're doing a horrible job at this. <laughs> I mean, hey. Captions for the blind, dude. Come on now. Be sensible. I am trying to get video, man. You saw me dinking around down here. Yeah, you were. Looked uh, crap, though. Experimenting. Also, if you want to uh, talk about something or have a topic brought up during the show. If you want to tell the Alex show, that trading Casper Kapanen is a bad idea, use the hashtag TKP or hashtag the Kill Podcast and let, and let him know. I still think it's not a bad idea. But needless to say, at the least for last place, yes. Thank you so much for listening. For Tyler, I'm out. We will see you next time right here on the Kill Podcast. Come on!